0: All right, my loves, we're on to chapter three. Chapter three is called Chase Ambrose. I recognize the school, not because I remember it. It's just that mom drove me, drove me by here a few times over the last couple of weeks to make sure I'd sort of be familiar with the place. It's called Hawassi Middle School, and it turns out I'm the star of just about every team they have, or X star, until further notice I'm on the disabled list. I get the information from my mother on the drive to my first day of eighth grade. It's just the two of us now since Johnny's back at college. Mom's trying to fill me in on my former life so I won't be caught by surprise. Like when the psycho girl dumped frozen yogurt on my head. Funny, she was sympathetic when I told her about that, but she didn't seem very surprised. Like we live in a town where people attack each other with desserts all the time. Oh, she replied airily. Young girls can be oversensitive, especially with a popular athlete. She smiles at you. You don't smile back. She takes it personally, but I did smile. She's the one who didn't. She went straight for the yogurt. She rolled her eyes. What do you want me to say, honey? I don't even know who this mystery yogurt bomber is, but here's the thing. I think she did know, or at least she could make pretty good guess. Why would she hold that back? It wasn't like those first days in the hospital. She was a stranger to me. I must have seemed plenty unfamiliar to her. Now, as we pull up to the curb in front of the school, she's pumping me up with details like names of my friends and teachers I get along with. Yet, I still can't shake the impression that there's something being left unsaid. But, I prompt, she reddens. But what? I put it to her. Tell me the part you're leaving out. Thirteen years is a long time chase. There's no way I can fill you in on the empty space for a while while we're parked outside of the road on your first day of school. You're going to hear things about yourself, good and bad, that might surprise you. Just keep your cool, okay? Now, what's that supposed to mean? I asked. She answered. And now, I asked. She answered. And now I know even less than before. Her face is the color of an overripe tomato. I don't push it. I'll find out soon enough. There are hundreds of kids pouring in the front into the front entrance. Everybody seems to know everybody else. Back slaps and high fives fly everywhere. Several of them fly into my direction, and I smack hands, bump fists, and try to look like I belong, which I definitely don't. I also get some strange looks, and a few kids meet my eyes with the futivity looking and furtively look away, I'm guessing this has something to do with the scrape on my face and my immobilized arm and shoulder. Mom warned me that a lot of people probably heard about my accident, but nobody knows the amnesia part. I have to get ready to explain that to a lot of friends who can't figure out why I don't recognize them. The teachers and the office staff had to be told, of course, it's our boy. A single bellow raises above the general chatter as soon as I enter the building. I don't know the kid, but I'm willing to bet he's one of my football buddies judging by the size of him. From out of the hubbub of the foyer, guys almost as big are converging on me, slapping me and calling me their boy. Guys, guys, not the shoulder. My mind is reeling. How am I going to explain this to a welcoming crowd that I haven't got the faintest idea who any of them are? I start to feel a little dizzy. Chase! Two more football players elbow their way into my side. To my surprise, I actually recognize this pair. The the guys from the pumpkin-smashing picture on my phone. Mom pointed them out in my lacrosse team photo as Aaron and Bear. Apparently, they're my best friends. Dude, good to have you back, barks Aaron, the taller of the two. In person, he's the closest thing he has the closest thing to a full beard I've ever seen on a middle schooler. We tried to come by, but your mom said you were on bed rest. Yeah, I can't believe you're here, chimes in the other guys. Didn't you jump off the clock tower on the village green? Bear whaps him hard across the face. He jumps off the roof, moron. He jumped off the clock tower, he'd be dead. And he didn't jump, he fell. Who'd be stupid enough to jump off a roof, Aaron adds. That was pretty stupid too, I admit, a little taken back by the full face smash and the fact that a kid in the receiving end didn't seem to mind it. I can't remember what I was thinking. In fact, you guys, to be honest, the slappy cuts me off, but you're going to be healed up by the time for football season, right? You'll be ready for our first game. The doctor says, no, it's my shoulder, but mostly it's the concussion. I can't risk taking a headshot so soon after an accident. A howl of protest greets this announcement but we need you. You're our leading scorer, the best player, our captain. Cut it out, guys, Aaron orders. Injuries are part of the game. We all know that. To me, he adds, listen, man, we have to talk to you. He heads out of the foyer into an inner atrium with hallways hallways leading off of it. We have no problem navigating the dense crowd. My two best friends just push people out of the way. Most kids see the three of us and clear out on their own. They lead me to a bench along the wall. Are these seats taken? I ask a youngish boy, maybe a sixth grader. Before he can answer, Bear rumbles, They are now. The kid scrambles down the hall, propelling by a hefty shove. I sit down with my fellow pumpkin smashers. Before they can say anything, I burst out with Aaron Bear. The names are unfamiliar on my tongue, like I've never spoken them before. I've got something to tell you. When I fell off the roof, I got more than a concussion and a sprained shoulder. I got amnesia, too. Bear frowns. Amnesia? You mean you forget stuff? I shake my head sadly. Worse, I forgot everything. Like my whole life before I, I fell. I motion around us. The school, these people, all new to me. I wouldn't even know you guys except your pictures are on my phone. As it is, I don't remember anything about it. I know we're friends because my mother said so. But everything we did together, that's gone. I catch them eyeing each other like they don't believe me. It makes me mad until I consider how I'd react if a lifelong friend told me the same thing. Here I am, the kid they've known all their lives. I look the same, talk the same, and I'm telling them that all of our history is completely wiped out. I don't blame them for thinking I'm joking. It is a joke, just not a funny one. I speak again. It's not just you guys. This is how it feels to some to see some random stranger instead of your own mother, your brother, your dad. And trust me, I'm not loving the thought of dealing with 800 kids in the school who think I'm dissing them because I can't remember who they are. Bayer stares at me hard. Wait. "'You're not kidding, are you?' "'I wish,' I said fervently. "'He's stunned. "'Wow. "'Aaron leans forward practically into my face. "'Yeah, but your memory's gonna come back, right?' "'There's an urgency in his voice. "'He must really hate that I'm missing out "'on the good old days. "'Some of it, maybe,' I reply. "'But also maybe not. "'The doctor says it's impossible to know. "'They look at each other again "'and there's no mistaking how freaked out they are. "'I feel a surge of warmth toward these two, "'my best friends.' I have a giddy vision of my phone screen and the three of us brandishing the baseball bat with the ruined jack-o'-lantern, the good times. Guys, I try to reason with them. I'm still me, even if I don't remember the stuff we did together. We'll do new stuff, better stuff. Oh, yeah, totally, Bear exclaims. And if you can't play football, you'll be good for lacrosse in the spring, right? The doctor said I should be okay by then, although we'll have to see. There you go, he sounds upbeat, although I'm pretty sure he's faking it. This can't be easy thing for him to process. If I wasn't the one with amnesia, I don't know if I could accept it myself. We're here for you, man, Aaron adds, slapping my back and sending a jolt of fire through my separated shoulder. I swallow an angry warning, one step at a time. Welcome back, boys, a deep vo- voice in tones. A tall man in a charcoal gray suit approaches our bench. Chase, I'm Dr. Fitzwallis, your principal. I thought I'd reintroduce myself under the circumstances. We've met before, of course. A strangled you-can-say-that-again comes from Bear. The principal silences him with a single look through steel-rimmed glasses. Come, come with me. Let's have a little chat. My friends are already slouching off down the hall, so I follow the principal into his office. On the wall, there are two large framed photographs. And I'm surprised when I identify one of them. It's on my wall, too. Part of the newspaper clipping about our football championship last year. It's me, helmet-pushed onto the back of my head, hoisting the trophy. The other is similar, although I can tell it's a lot older. The poles is almost identical, a young player raising the same trophy. I can't explain it, but the kid looks sort of familiar, but that's crazy. How can I recognize him? I don't recognize anybody. Dr. Fiswallis is watching me. That's your father, our only other win at state back when he was your age. Wow, no wonder my dad calls me champ. I should call him champ too. I tell the principal I didn't know he won the state. At state, I mean, I'm sure I knew at some point. That's exactly what I'd like to talk to you about. Have a seat, Chase. Dr. Fitzwallis waves me into a chair. I have to confess, this is a first for me. I've never had a student suffer amnesia before. It must be very upsetting for you, even a little frightening. It's pretty weird, I admit. Not remembering anybody, it's like I'm surrounded by all these people, but I'm still alone. The principal sits down behind his desk. I hope we can make this situation a little easier on you. I've alerted all the teachers and support staff, so, they are, so we're ready for you. If you have any issues, just have whoever's involved get in touch with me. I thank him because that seems like what I'm expected to do. One more thing. He leans back in his chair. When he speaks again, it's slowly and carefully, as if he's trying to get his words exactly right. This is an awful thing that's happened to you, but it's also presenting you with a rare opportunity. You have the chance to rebuild yourself from the ground up, to make a completely fresh start. Don't squander it. I'm sure you're not feeling very lucky, but there are millions of people who'd give anything to stand where you are right now, in front of a completely blank canvas. I stare back at my principal. What is he talking about? I'm struggling to discover the person I was, and he wants me to change? What was so wrong about the old me, and how have I been, and now I have to be somebody else? And that's the end of the chapter. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. Take care. Be safe. Bye.